0: Hello, welcome to a short, sharp APW property podcast. Uh today we're going to look at mortgages uh with interest rates rising and set to go higher. What should you do uh with me to answer these pressing questions at APW's fonts of wisdom, Callum and Stuart Williamson? Hi, Callum and hi Stuart. Hey Paul. Hello, Paul. Hello, uh, my name is Paul Shearer, independent journalist, writer and property owner, landlord, property restorer, uh, all of those things. Before I start
1: posing the questions, uh, can you explain what this podcast series is all about, Callum? Uh, yes, of course I can. Um, we're basically trying to help give people uh, the tools, education, research and information they need to make informed property decisions. We help people do that if they want. They don't have to work with us if they don't want to. They can just use our research and information. At the same time, we're trying to hopefully show people that we're just not a boring company, that we all have a bit of personality, um, and there's some real people behind the business as well.
0: Okay. So, informing and entertaining, all very rethian So, uh, mortgages, uh, what's happening, Stuart?
2: Well, mortgage rates um, are going up around the world in a response to uh, inflation, I guess, really. Uh, in the UK, they've gone up to 1.75%. In places like New Zealand. The bank rate's gone up to
0: 1.75 rather than the mortgage rate, which usually the mortgages are higher than the bank rate, aren't they?
2: Indeed. I mean, basically offshore, we're looking at about a rate of 3.75 to 4%, which is an increase of about 1% of what we were paying. And, you know, it's happening all over the world in all the major economies, all the OECD economies that have had huge house price growths. Okay, so they're all trying to tackle
0: inflation and the central bank uh, lever for doing that is raising interest rates, which then has an impact on mortgage rates. Uh, so obviously that would then mean that now is a good time to check that you're on the best
1: deal, Callum. Yes, that's correct. I mean, I would say firstly, don't panic. You know, there's a, is some people seem to be panicking, thinking that rates are flying up. They're not flying up, but it is a good time to to check that you're on on the best deal. I mean, broadly speaking, Uh, You know, there's two broad categories that we can focus on. There's those that are thinking of buying and don't yet have a mortgage. And then there's those that already have a mortgage, either on a fixed rate or a variable rate, you know, and if you're on a variable rate, now represents a good time to perhaps look at a fixed rate. If you're on a fixed rate that's ending, perhaps it's a good time to look at extending that rate. And if you're on a you know, you have five years left on your fixed rate, such as myself on a, on a property I just purchased, then there's no need to stress because you've got five years before um, before you need to worry about anything.
0: Okay. So, uh, yeah, the variable rate as well, uh, there are two different kinds of rates, aren't there? There's a standard variable and a tracker rate. So a tracker is going to track the bank interest rates and a standard variable. Um, I learned that actually the lenders can just set their own rate uh, at any time and they can raise it even more or they can – allow the bank rate interest rate rise to, to drift for a month or but mostly yeah. they're passing on the interest rate rise straight away
1: yeah sorry just on the standard variable rate that's sort of one you don't really want to be dropping onto you're, you're looking you know if you get a mortgage offer and you're on a fixed rate it'll say at the end of this two-year term or five-year term or as Stuart pointed out in his market wrap last week 30 and maybe even 50 year terms coming into the UK market they will say at the end of this fixed term period you will drop onto the SVR standard variable rate which is a shocker you know you do not want to be on an SVR really because it lets them do whatever they want it's it's not tracking it's just their rate so if you are coming to the end of a fixed term then look at um, extending or remortgaging.
0: Yes, yeah, so I'm just coming to the end of a fixed term. Well, it's not actually, it's the end of a variable rate. Uh, but there was a penalty clause attached to it. And penalty clauses are another mortgage uh, must have at the moment from the banks, uh, they just slap penalty clauses on all over the place. No, those penalty clauses usually reduce over time. So they might start, uh, even if you're on a fixed deal, they might start at, say, 5% Uh, of the repayment cost in the first year and reduced to 4% and 3% and 2% and so on. Uh, But I'm just coming to the end of the uh, deal with the penalty clause. We've applied for a remortgage, uh, but the bank is swamped at the moment. So the time to respond has extended from five days to 10 days to 15 days. And so we still haven't heard from them. Uh, So that's another problem in the market
2: at the moment. Stuart, anything else to add? Yeah, I think really, if you're going to be doing a, a mortgage, trying to get a new one, then you're looking at a decision in principle probably within two weeks from a mortgage broker. But then after that, it's going to take you at least three months to complete because you know shortage of your staff and the banks. You know a lot of people are still working from home, and so COVID is still an issue. So it is a lot longer. So it's important to get your application for a mortgage in as quickly as possible and look at what the best value deals are out there. Because I know, you know, that you, people get deals approved and then they run out before they can actually get them put in place because the banks are taking too long to process, which becomes very expensive, and very painful.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that's where it's important to to work with a broker that knows their stuff. You know, if you're working with an expert broker... You know, people hear broker and they sort of think, well, that's going to cost me a lot of money. It's not really. They get paid by the bank, right? So you're not paying a massive fee to them, you know, 450 quid perhaps less. And an experienced broker that knows how to work with expats or UK residents or someone in your situation is going to know what lenders like to work with expats in Singapore, what lenders like to work with expats in Hong Kong, what lenders are happy to do a deal on a short notice, you know, if you haven't got much time. So working with a professional will really, really, really help, you know, and it's free to have that discussion with people that that have this knowledge, you know, so do it.
0: It'll also help with the calculation, which is quite complex as well as to whether, as you say, if you're on a five-year deal, um, then there's not much to stress about at the moment. Uh, but it's it's really the interim things. If you're on a deal that's coming to an end in a year or two years' time, how do you work out whether it's best to try and get a new deal now and pay the penalty clause or uh, stay with the deal that you're on? It's quite a complex calculation.
2: It is a case of just banging all the figures in and seeing what works out best. So if you can't do it, then again, a broker will help you do that because that's their job. They are FCA licensed and regulated. So it's all above board, squeaky clean. Nothing's going to be suspicious out there. But ask them to help you.
1: And if you, you know, if you like making spreadsheets, at which you look, there are some people who do like making spreadsheets out there, then you can make a spreadsheet and it's fairly simple, you know, you need to put the broker fee in there. The bank application fee, which I've put here, one to five thousand pounds, but generally it's one to three thousand pounds. You know, for example, Skipton's big in the offshore market, they're more sort of more costly for expats, and they're two thousand nine hundred and ninety nine pounds. So you've got that, your broker fee, and then you need to look at the valuation of the property, which needs to be done by a valuer. Wow, it's quite technical, isn't it? I mean, (laughs) I would say look at the fee you've got to pay the broker look at the mortgage fee, and then look at the difference in the interest payments every month. And if you're a year away, add those interest payments up and the fees, compare it against potential capital appreciation. Or if that's too complicated, don't compare it against capital appreciation. Just look at the fees for a year or two years or however long you've got left. Simple.
0: Yes. Sometimes that bank application fee, they will add it to the loan. So your loan increases because the application fee gets added on and It's quite a complicated calculation because you're also having to make an assumption about interest rates and what they will be in two years' time or a year's time. What is the current market view of
2: what's happening to interest rates, Stuart? Um, Basically, if you look at the swaps market, the swaps market is basically what the industry thinks interest rates are going to be doing in the future. And they basically bet on it like they bet on anything. And so basically they're saying... Um, that they believe by the middle of next year, rates would have peaked in the UK. And then by Christmas of 2023, they should be starting to come down. So if you've got a fix now that's going to take you through to the end of next year or longer, it's not a bad idea just to hold on to it and try and catch the rates on the way down. Okay. Uh, One
0: other thing to consider as well, if you do decide to apply for a new mortgage or a remortgage, uh, if it's a buy-to-let property, there are all those other bits of paper that you need to throw into the mix, you know, your gas safety certificates, your electrical condition reports and so on. All of those need to be up to the, up to date because the bank will ask for them.
1: Sure, they will. I think if you're doing a, a remortgage, um, you know, speaking from working with clients that buy off plan and buying off plan myself, um, you know, generally you don't really need to get all of that together if you're buying off plan because that will be provided by um, – you know, your solicitors when they do their searches and because it, because it's a brand new property, right? All of that will be in the purchase pack ready to go. So I would say it's a little bit easier if you're doing it off plan, you know, as opposed to remortgaging a existing buy-to-let or a, you know, existing terraced house or whatever it may be.
0: Yeah, one further thing as well is, if, you know, if, you're, if you've had a mortgage for a while, the regulations around HMOs have changed and uh, you might suddenly find that the property that you didn't realise was an HMO is an HMO. Uh, according to the, the new regulations that I think came in in 2018. So that would then mean also fresh licences to the council um, and also councils have introduced selective licensing schemes for rentals in particular areas. Uh, they're basically feed generating and grabbing money where, wherever they can. Uh, so all of those things you need to look at before you plunge into the mortgage market.
1: Yeah. and I mean, I guess I would say just in summary... We wrote an article on it. Actually, it's on our um, up on LinkedIn on, on the APW LinkedIn page where we look at it in a bit more detail: the impact of rising rates on mortgages. But it's like all of things with property; you just need to look at your situation, what your goals are, what you're trying to achieve, and then make a decision based on that. You know, you can't get to where you want to go if you don't know where you're going. So it seems complicated, but it is
2: really very simple, I guess.
1: Okay. Uh, any final thoughts, Stuart?
2: No, proper planning prevents piss poor performance. Oh, are we allowed to say that? (laughs) Of course we are.
0: Well, uh, thanks very much. That's all we've got time for today. Next week will be a market mosey looking back at August. Until then, it's goodbye from Stuart. Cheerio. Goodbye from Callum. Cheers, Paul. And it's goodbye from me. Have a lovely day. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast series produced for APW by Emma Holton at Brilliant Audio. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe, hit like, share it with your friends. If you didn't, keep stum. You can find more episodes in all your usual podcast places.